Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Rebecca talking about our one cool environmental gal. Leah already talked about Marjorie Stoneman Jackson. Douglas. <laughs> Stoneman Douglas. I put Jackson. It's Jackson if you're nasty. Oh, but it's Douglas. Okay. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Yes. I think our audience knows me, so I'm not even starting over. You're like, I'm not even going to go no, again. No. no. I'm ready to mess up the next one. Do it. Bobby yes. already talked about Inga... Lehman. Yep. Yep. What? Close enough. That, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Rebecca shared with us about Deb Holland. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you, you to like, write that one down. Last name or something like I that. I didn't even write that one on my paper. That's probably oh, why I got it right. You had it. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but before I talk and share with you my one cool gal, yeah. I want to know something interesting about you guys. And it kind of ties into my gal. So my question is, do you remember or did you have a favorite childhood tree? Or it can be an adulthood. <laughs> right, exactly. Or if you can be like Rebecca just bent. <laughs> I've extended the parameters of the question. Oh, I appreciate that. See, I got super excited as soon as you said that you were going to talk I about childhood tree. I saw you had an instant like, reaction. Oh, excited. Okay, Tell so me. like when I... <laughs> When I was little, I didn't sunburn as much, yeah. <laughs> so I could go outside. Um, where I would sunburn is on the water. I would get like yeah. blisters on the water. Yeah. I had this. I, there's this adorable picture of me. I'm probably like four years old, and I have this huge sun blister on Ooh. the side of my face. And I'm like, "What the hell happened?" They're like, "Oh, we went on a boat." <laughs> like so, when I was little, I wouldn't yeah. sunburn as yeah. much, but I would blister if it was yeah. really bad. Reflections um, from the water. So I would actually like play outside, and mm-hmm. I had a favorite tree, and it was a. Let's see if I can describe a tree. <laughs> um, it was a uh, branched out kind of fork tree, but it was low to the ground, mm-hmm. so it was one where I could kind of like sit in the fork of the chair, mm-hmm. like it was a recliner. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice. I loved that. And it had two branches, and of course I had a a younger brother, so he could climb Mm -hmm. one branch, I could climb the other. So it was kind of like a fair tree to us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too high off the ground, it kind of went out instead of directly up. Um, And it was a good all-weather tree, and I love that tree! Sorry, I got all Mm -hmm. excited. But yes, that was my tree in Michigan. Probably the only good thing in Michigan. Yeah. The freaking tree. Aww. And we made like uh we made it into a fort. We would put blankets over it, and yeah. made it into like a little teepee and stuff uh, like that. And it was too fun. I love that tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Google Maps. I, I Let's see if it's too. still there. It is. Uh my brother used to live in the same house. Um and it was there for the longest time. It lost a lot of branches in a tornado. Mm. Oh, um wow. he has since sold the house, so I don't know, but I mean it was it was still oh, there, like, yeah. uh, five years ago. So, so does yeah. that mean that your nephews played in it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Love it. <laughs> How about you, Bonnie? I was going to say, you're staring at me. <laughs> um, I'm just going. <laughs> no, I did have a, a tree <laughs> when I was, like, five. And um, I forget if I was in, like, after school care. 
or just daycare for Earth Day, they gave us a little tree nubbin to plant. Like it wasn't like it didn't have dirt. It was like a, a stick, like a bare root tree, nice. and we planted it in the backyard. And I remember being very worried that the dog ate it. Oh. But she didn't. It was just, it was so small. It was hard <laughs> to see from the house. Um, so, like, I planted a tree, and the thing is, like, it's pretty big now. I mean, it was, like, the trunk isn't, like, very thick, but it's it's really tall. But it's a tall one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And the neighbors had a tree that it was, like, leaning sideways. So this is, like, the only tree I've ever been able to climb. Because it's, like... <laughs> the sideways trees are the yeah. best. <laughs> so we, we could get, like, halfway up the tree. Like up the yes. Yeah. It was, like, sideways, and then it had little, like, branches going straight up. So ah. we could just kind of walk up the tree. Right. Chicane, chicane. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Now, I definitely need to hear about Rebecca's favorite adult tree. So yes. a tree in my neighborhood that's the... Um, Kyle Oak, and it's like four to five hundred years old. Maybe? Oh my god, like four hundred years! Wow, and it's like its own little enclosure. I, right now, it's my landscape picture on my Facebook page, ah. and um, and it's ginormous. So it's like really hard to see it because it's so big. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. you have to like kind of back up or get close or whatever. There's like all kinds of creative ways to kind of like take pictures of it or oh. look at it, um, and it's just like the neighborhood like basically grew up around this tree because the neighborhood yeah. itself is like over 100 years old right so this tree's been there a lot longer than that and the um and then there are like if you google it you can find like old pictures from the, the neighborhood and oh. see different houses that have been around it over the years right and it's preserved by i think like the irvington um either historic society or gardening maybe the arbor society yeah, yeah. arbor society or yeah. something and there's like all these like not all, but there's a couple old signs that explain how big it is and how old it is Aww. and where it is. And so if that ever like follows, I'll be like devastated. But it's right. also, and because it's so old, there's like the legend of like the faith oak might live <gasps> yes. in the tree because Always. it's such an old tree. And so anytime I hear about like another old oak tree, and there's a few other old oaks around Indianapolis that yeah. have been around for a really long time, like like similar to that one. And then we were talking, we were talking earlier about walking around. Um, to like get out of our houses to get out in nature or whatever I've like recent just recently noticed like oh there's a big oak tree and there's a big oak tree right they're like just around the corner for me but I've never noticed them before because our trees are all pretty young because it's just like a newish newish yeah my house is like 19 early 50s so they're not going to be as they're gonna be like 400 years old but but there are a few in my direct area that they kept see through all the housing and all that kind of good stuff yeah. Katie, what's your tree? Oh, well, I've had a minute to think about this. Yes. <laughs> and I feel, I don't, I don't want to draw that too long, but I feel like all the emotionally important spots of my childhood, I have a tree there. Oh. Aww. Because I have um, the house I grew up in through elementary school, mm-hmm. and there was a dogwood tree outside Ooh. my window, and that's the tree that in the spring they blossom with mm, white blossoms. Okay, what? Uh, yes. Well, it could be white, it could be pinkish. Yeah. Um, and it was right outside my bedroom window, so I was like, that's my tree. And you yeah. know how you feel mm-hmm. coming out of winter, you're ready to see something pretty mm-hmm. in the spring. Um, so that was my favorite tree then. Yes. Um, at my grandma's, there was, uh, my granny's house had a great climbing tree. Mm. Yes. Because I didn't have any of those at my own house. So I was like, oh, always climbing Climb it and climbing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then at my mammal's house, um, she had a ginkgo tree. Do you know what that is? No. It's the trees that have the leaves that look like fans. Oh. But they also um, yeah. have like 
fruit seeds that they'll mm-hmm. drop mm-hmm. that oh. if you step on them, they smell like vomit. Oh, <laughs> oh, so we, I lived at my mammal's house. She moved out to go down to Madison yeah, with my smells, parents. Yes, yeah. it's terrible. It's, it's a weird. disgusting. Oh. Like it shouldn't like, be in nature, but it is. Cheeto barf. Yeah. It's, it's mm, the best I got. It's oh. They're like bright orange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Weird. I think there are a couple of those downtown maybe that they, like it's only, se- like it's seasonal when, oh, yeah. when that happens. But it's, Well, and they say like, it. oh, plant the male tree and you won't have to worry about that, but they can change sexes. Oh. Oh. My grandma thought she got like the male tree. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, it's there survival. Other, yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. can't get away from it. They've planted a few here in Noblesville, I've noticed too. So oh, I'm, have like, they really? Oh, waiting great. for all of us to have barf color. Well, it's like if you step on it yeah. and you keep walking, and you're like, what's that? Stink. Oh, yeah. Do I step oh, in dog that's poop? And it's like, no, okay. it's a seed or a bar- seed, yeah. barrier, whatever it is. <laughs> My public service <laughs> announcement, guys. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's nature. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, See? So, my cool gal I'm going to yeah. talk about, um, I was researching on her and listening to like some interviews and conversations, and she says like the, the one thing that stands out about her is that she never lost that childlike wonder with the environment mm. oh. that lots of times adults do. Gotcha. So she kind of feels like that, that is her yeah. super mm-hmm. power. Oh, yeah. That, you know, as adults, maybe we don't notice nature as much. We have a lot we're doing. We're busy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that she never lost that. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about Hope Jaren. Yes. Um, she is our author for the book club mm. this month. We're mm-hmm. reading her book about climate change. Um called The Story of More. Mm-hmm. Yay! Really, I've already started it. I love it. I was going to say, I really, really wanted to be done with it to talk about her today, right. and I'm maybe a third of the way done. So I but there's still time for book club. Yeah, yeah, save it for book club. I was telling everybody I'm going to wait till closer to time to finish my reading. So it's fresh. So it's fresh. But. I love it. Um, she's also the author of Lab Girl, which mm-hmm. was hugely successful. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. It sounds for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have it at the library. Um, I'm looking for the H's. <laughs> it's, well, Do you, I don't know. We all have to be ah, quiet and look know, with exactly. you. It's directly behind me. <laughs> um, but this is her story is. of um, becoming a scientist. Mm-hmm. And um, it's part, uh, well, she said that she knew um, what professors do mm-hmm. is uh, they eventually start to write a book right. and publish a book, publish what they've learned, what they've researched, what they've studied. Give their wisdom to, to the cha- world. Give their wisdom to the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when she sat down to do that, she couldn't separate um, her own personal life, yeah. her mm-hmm. own story mm-hmm. from what she has learned and what she has accomplished. Which I think is really good. I think you need to have that. Right. I like both of them. Like, well, mm-hmm. this book has gotten a lot of critical acclaim because of that, I think. Yeah. Like, it does educate you and open you to new ideas, um, but it's also a memoir. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like I've read it, and I totally <laughs> want to read it now, but I have not read it. Um, she right. also, so she talks about her own life and she also talks about um, the challenges of living with depression and bipolar mm-hmm. disorder yeah. and talks about it in the frank, straightforward way that she discusses all science. Right. So I really do want to. I appreciate that authenticity. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Isn't she also from Minnesota? She is. Yes. Oh. Yes. Say that. 
yes, Minnesota in. Just another Minnesota. <laughs> yes. And yes. she got out though, didn't she get? Oh, maybe she she's did. back in. I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. She left. Out, out. That's she's right. Out, that's, out. What no. that's what you do. That's what you do. Sorry, Minnesota. I think, she, I think she embraces her Minnesota yes, heritage. Though. I do too, but I okay. also escaped. <laughs> um, so yes, she was born in Austin, Minnesota. Sweet. Um, and her. The youngest of the family, three older brothers. Gotcha. And her father was a professor at the community college. And he was um, a science professor, a physics professor. Nice. So she literally grew up going to the lab. Yeah. Like she would just hang out. She said um, her earliest memories is like, are playing under the lab table <laughs> and then nice. finally growing up tall enough that she could play on the lab table. Oh. Um, so she's also a huge advocate of having more women in sciences. Yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> totally. She's right there. And one of the things um, she talks about is how she thinks that she was able to get there because she felt comfortable in a lab. Yeah. And that's not something. She grew up there. Because she grew up there, but yeah. that that's not necessarily a lot of the, the experience other women and girls have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how important right. it is to like do outreach and get girls in the lab. Mm-hmm. Yes, to feel comfortable and feel like they belong in the lab. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she said, she, you know, no matter what, she's always felt like that's where she belongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, really she saw her. it so she could... That's exactly damn it. Oh, there you go. Nah. If you can see it, you can be it. And I think for her, it was like seeing it and then like doing it. Yeah. Just like we're yeah. about to have our own STEM project coming yes. up. Um, the Raspberry Pi project. Yes. You have a super cute name. What is it? Um, It is the G2C2. G2C2. It's the Gal's Guide Coding Camp. Right. So, I mean, like seeing it, but also as much as we can make hands-on opportunities happen. I think it's really important. Make the mistakes, make the experiments, Mm -hmm. see what the results are, do it again. Yes, it's really important. Absolutely. So um, Hope is a huge advocate of that. She also is really straightforward with talking about sexual harassment within the science Mm -hmm. field. Good. Mm -hmm. And what she's had to deal with. I believe she discusses it in Lab Girl. Gotcha. So that's part of it. Um, So just being really frank and straightforward, she's very, I mean... realistic person right yeah pulling no punches pulling no punches <laughs> right um let me see as far as her alco- accolades yeah um you asked if she's still in minnesota no. yeah oh okay she did right. get her doctorate so she's dr hope oh Jarin. look at that doctor um, doctor she got that from the university of california berkeley oh she went to berkeley she went, she went to berkeley um yes that. And then um, after that, she worked, I think, as an assistant professor in Georgia. Okay. I don't remember what college. Ooh. I also escaped to California and Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> how much I like this girl already. <laughs> and uh, then she spent a huge chunk of her time at Johns Hopkins. Oh, Baltimore. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have the Henrietta Lacks we've mm-hmm. been talking That's about in book club. Yeah. Um, and then from there, she went to Hawaii. Sweet. With a full professorship, I believe, there. Hmm. And then I thought this was really interesting. I've only read a third of the story of Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, but she recently, within the last two years, um, went to Norway. Oh. Um, because she is a f- worried, concerned about the future of science mm-hmm. in America. Gotcha. In the United mm-hmm. States. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. About, you know, the well, especially these last it, couple of years. Taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the support for it. Um, she's very concerned, so she has left the United States now. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Is that that a, that. So it's a permanent move? I don't know. She's at, at the University of Oslo now. right now. Okay. Gotcha. But 
if she's publishing stuff in her book about how I'm concerned about science in America, yeah. she must yeah. feel like it's somewhat permanent she, because I, I'm or at least feel like I'm she can do more work I'm to believe a lot of this like else. college professorship. Correct me mm. if I'm wrong, Rebecca mm. is somewhat politically motivated and definitely depends on reputation. And yeah, it can so be. So if you're like trash talking science yeah. in America, <laughs> right? Or if you feel like what your what your like beliefs are don't line up with where you're working there's definitely reason to move on or find somewhere more in line with your own yeah um ethics or morals or whatever you want to call that yeah absolutely plus there's a lot of work that's happening in uh, norway too on climate change so well and she's not originally like a scientist that's like oh yeah she's all about climate change or studying Mm -hmm. that um she's a geobiologist Gotcha. I don't know all of her different (laughs) (laughs) variations, degrees, and different things, but I know like um, what she wants to study um, are is are plants, plants, flowers, Mm. fossils of plants, cool, um, that kind of thing. So she's won many awards, and some of those were to do with the breakthrough in dating different kinds of fossilized plants. Oh, okay, gotcha. If I'm understanding correctly. Kind of like the carbon dating sort of thing, but for plants. Right. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. They analyzed the depletion of oxygen isotopes to determine the weather patterns that allowed large lettuce sequoia forests to flourish during the Ecocene. Oh, look at you Mm. getting all those words out. (laughs) That was was good, though. (laughs) Gut. So it definitely has me wanting to read Lab Girl because um, a lot of the reviews are that she makes it very understandable, the science. Mm-hmm. That's what I, yeah, And exactly. I'm literally reading that sci- that sentence to you from Wikipedia, so it shouldn't <laughs> be that hard, but I'm still not sure. <laughs> I right. know what she does. Um, but I'm definitely, exactly. definitely interested in hearing more. But as far as her research and her book on climate change, in the introduction, have you read this part yet where it was... Um, somebody that was in charge of her at the university like her chair came to her and said we want you to teach a class on climate change and oh, she was yeah, like yeah yeah no <laughs> right no i don't want to no <laughs> yes not, i got there yeah <laughs> not into it but um in the book she she talks about how it is a really difficult topic to talk about but she dug in really she, hardcore though she, uh, absolutely yeah absolutely she's a scientist she wants to deal with the numbers of it mm-hmm. um but she talks about how like it's like telling people to stop smoking mm. or to have a healthier lifestyle. We all, we all know, know what it. we need to yeah. do. Yeah. We'll yeah. get to it. But nobody wants <laughs> to do it. It's hard. And yeah. she felt like, who am I to preach about this? Like, I'm no, you know, virtuous angel of <laughs> recycling like Bonnie. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. We can all be a Bonnie on recycling. <laughs> Um, but then, like, she dives into it and finds it fascinating and has since yeah. written an entire book about it. Yeah. Um, so it's super, super cool. Mm. And I'm looking forward to reading it with everybody in book club. Yes, exactly. Sure. See, I'm digging into the ironicness that, I mean, it's in the first couple of chapters, so I'm not really spoiling anything about in Minnesota, it was she was in a pig farm town. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of one of those things where that's the main part of business. And then seeing how much feed how much corn mm-hmm. how much everything goes into 
these pigs that are then, you know, slaughtered for then our food consumption. So so she uses that as an example of growing Mm -hmm. up and seeing how it's changed and depleted and, Mm -hmm. you know, and also how there's more corn now, but yet the same amount of acreage. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, so she talks about it in a very, you know, uh, down to earth kind of way. Yeah, it really is. I really am digging it. And I think one of the craziest things to think about is um, just looking at the basic numbers we have enough food and resources mm-hmm. for everyone in the entire world. Right. Nobody has to be starving. Yeah. It's nope. how they are allocated. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it's just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so I haven't gotten to the end of the book where I'm assuming she's going to talk about kind of per- personal responsibility and changes you can yes, make. Yes, and how we can mm-hmm. all fix it. And, you know, what we can do. <laughs> but then it's like personal responsibility, but we have these giant mega comp- corporations. Right, exactly. Right. Yes, but it'll they're be also, a checklist. They're also check. doing some things that aren't so great. It's so. harder for people who yeah. are living in apartments to grow their own right. food and meat. Yeah, right. Like, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's what change what can you do? What yeah. she's going to end up making, but somebody kind of asked her about that. Like, why are you and your book promoting like personal responsibility and personal changes that can be made versus like policy? Right. And she's like, policy kind of calls it bullshit. She's like, policies are just trying to tell everybody what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not, you know, make more of a movement? What can where, we do? Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, people get excited mm-hmm. and share with somebody else. Like we're like recycling tips. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she does know. call it out too. I mean, yeah. she does say that a lot of the, you know, recycling companies, they put the blame on, you know, us, the consumer, that it's mm-hmm. our job to recycle, but not necessarily their job to make yeah. a recyclable product not all yeah. the time. Oh. So it yeah. bugs me to no end that uh, plastic silverware is not recyclable. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it would be like the easiest thing to yeah. make recyclable. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, bowls and plates and knives made out of corn. Yeah, I've seen yeah, all, like just, yeah. corn and paper like, yeah. stuff. So they exist. They can exist. They're just yeah. not. I mean, I don't get them from any like, place yeah, I can't like, get Grubhub from. Yeah. yeah, like you can't get much more single-use plastic than that. Like, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I do like it how now on a lot of the deliveries that would ask you, yeah. do you, you need it? And it's mm-hmm. always like, nope, I don't. I am eating at home mm-hmm. and I do mm-hmm. have my regular silverware at home. So I like that they're asking yeah. because we were just stockpiling and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but we were going to use say, it. Yeah. I save them up for yeah. if I, I need Party. to, if I have yeah. to. Yeah. So. I brought them into the library too, yeah. just in yeah. case we had something where it's like, all right, there's silverware here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever ordered takeout though? And it's like just for for you and they give you like three forks and you're yes. like shut mm-hmm. up yes <laughs> i've gone to places where i've gotten so much ketchup i feel like i could yes. basically um, yeah, you know what i mean swim in a ketchup pool mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't need all of this mm-hmm. <laughs> Not necessary. No. yeah so yeah <laughs> so the last little thing i want to share with you guys about hope jarin um, is when she totally took over the hashtag Manicure Mondays. Oh, nice. Oh. So apparently it was started by Seventeen Magazine. Okay. Twitter <laughs> Manicure Mondays, and it was of people posting, you know, like their fingers done. Right. Clearly Manicure Mondays. Oh, yes. Um, my, my eyes blue. <laughs> so, so she saw this um, and posted a picture of her hands holding... Um, I forget what exactly it was now, but doing something sciencey. Okay, sciencey. Yeah, nice. Got it. Yeah. Hashtag with science. The, with the hashtag <laughs> Manicure Monday. Nice. Like, okay. yes. um, so she encourages fellow, fellow scientists, specifically girls, to tweet pictures of their hands hmm. conducting scientific experiments. Oh, the nice. idea behind this was to raise awareness of scientific research 
and to increase the profile of women working in science. Oh. Nice. So she totally like stole their hashtag. Dude, we could even do that for the library where it's Manicure Monday, but it's your hands wrapped around a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's lovely. (laughs) And I I think somebody called her out like, oh, was this elitist and like trying to say like manicures are dumb, but I am a smart woman. She's like, no. You can have nice nails and do science. Yeah, 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 Variation on a theme. She's even talking about how, like, after that, she started to see, like, manicured fingers in the dirt. So Yeah, right? Like, yeah. 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 It could be both. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think she's uh, super cool, maybe even a reluctant environmentalist. Right. But somebody who's super passionate but about rose to the, the living world to the challenge. and environment. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm super excited to finish her book. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The story and of Morris. is our Thursday. Yes, is our book club. <laughs> Her book club. Katie does an amazing job at book club. She's oh, almost nice. getting sick of me saying this, but she does a great job. We talk about the book, mm-hmm. which Kathy uh, had actually brought somebody to book club. And she told her friend, no, they actually talk about the book. (laughs) Which is as it should be. Right, exactly. I mean, we catch up a little bit on what people are up Mm -hmm. to, but generally we are talking about the book and Mm -hmm. we're talking about the good, bad, and the ugly of it. But we, you know, it's really quite fun. They've made us all think all of the books that you pick. So you really Mm -hmm. got it, this girl. (laughs) Thank you. And I never want you to stop saying that. Okay, good. I will say it all the time. It is my job as head cheerleader <laughs> to encourage. Do you guys have any questions about Dr. Jarin? From Minnesota? I don't have <laughs> questions, but I opened up the, the Lab Girl book to a random page. And there's like just some random, like, I don't even know what this is about because I haven't read it. super science uh, <laughs> No, it's Bill paused and then commented briskly, well, rainbows are self-centered fuckers who need to get over themselves. <laughs> I'm like, what? Rainbows. I'm like, I need rainbows. to read this. Bill is her lab partner. Okay. Um, that basically, like, she could have stayed at Johns Hopkins, but they didn't have the funding to keep Bill, and she's like, we're a package deal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, his like opinion on rainbows. Yeah. How old, you maybe that. you said, how old is she? Or she was born she? in 1969. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. A little bit older than me. But yeah, the University of Hawaii is where Alice Ball. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which really? was your lady. Uh... <laughs> Almost a year ago now, but you're yeah. women of science. Yes, yeah, exactly. February. Yes. Yep. Was it this February? It was last February. <laughs> That's this what I thought. My okay, go-to like, <laughs> woman of color in yes. science okay, is Alice Ball. It feels like, like a year ago. Because I know that we covered African-American is. women in STEM this year, yeah. but I'm like, I don't think Alice Ball was this year, though. Nope. I think it was last year. So yeah. see, mm-hmm. look at that. The season two versus the season three. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much has changed. Oh my gosh. We were recording that at your house. Yeah, right? You remember that now, yes. at your house before we had a library. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Remember the we, days? Aw, weird. We had Eden there, and we were drinking. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> there was puppies trapped in a room waiting to see Bonnie. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Too cute. Well, that wraps it up for this month's Dig into Environmental Gals. Stay tuned next Monday, because we're going to explore the magical world of folktales and myths. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>